Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's not as if he doesn't have enough going on in his life. <laughs> now he's got to be on Scooby-Doo, too. Looks like this mystery is really starting to come together. Velma, you can't just say that and keep it a secret. Right, gang? I mean, just I'm just saying, if she understands the mystery, she should just say who the bad guy is, just blurred it out and we can all go home. So, come on, who did it? Mr. G, that's not really how we do things. <coughs> but all will be revealed. Because right now, it's trapping time. Fine, have it your way. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say he makes a gorgeous cartoon guy? Yeah, he is. <laughs> he really Good looks- morning, Ricky. <laughs> Are you there? Oh, there he is. He, he looks good in a cartoon where they can make him look better than he does in real life. <laughs> Ricky, hey, Ricky you, look so ha- you look so handsome in that. See how chiseled jawed yeah, that I, yeah. I, lost, I lost weight for that role. <laughs> <laughs> That's that handsome Ricky Gervais in a cartoon. I wish somebody could draw yeah. me for every day. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. We, I'm just watching, um, you know, I think it was your last stand-up uh, feature. And you did lose quite a bit of weight, didn't you? Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I'm around, I'm always up and down, but I'm around, I'm still, uh, even if I, you know, somehow look good in a suit for a, you know, a, a couple of hours, I'm still a fat guy at heart. It's still there. <laughs> it's still a fat there's guy always, at heart. Yeah, there's always the threat. It's always there lurking. So, um, yeah, Trying I, to like, creep I like my food and wine too much. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah when you're, whenever you're doing something special, though, like, a, like your uh, afterlife movie, oh, uh, afterlife that, show on Netflix. Love that show. Yeah. You're you. very popular on our show. Yeah, you know what, the thing that I love about that show, and I told Brad this, um, I've always loved your humor, but that show is just so full circle because you feel angry, you feel sad, and you laugh your head off all at the same time, and that really, like, to me, makes exactly, it. Exactly, just, just like real life. I, yeah. think, I think the thing is that it's honest. Yeah. And I, I, I think sometimes those emotions are watered down for television because people are scared that people go, oh, can they, can they watch a comedy about grief or death or, you know, and I just think um, it's usually the makers or the broadcasters that are, are more worried about it than the people at home because people at home aren't worried about it. They, they, they discuss all those things every day in the shops and factories and schools. And I, I just think we... When you second guess an audience, you water it down for them. And when you when you don't water it down, you give it to them sort of straight. I think they appreciate it. And I've never had a reaction like this. Um, and uh, I don't just mean the size of the reaction. Um, I mean the sort of intensity of it. That people come up to me and they tell me that they've lost their partner or their dad or their, you know. And um, uh, it's it's been just an amazing reaction from the public. Has it changed the way you approach what you do in the future? Well, um, I, I, I've only ever wanted to try and be more and more honest as I get older. I don't want to be more famous or richer or win more awards. 
I just want to keep going, is this as honest as I've ever been? And, and I sort of, and I think that I am getting more honest with old, old age because I get old people's rights because I don't worry what <laughs> people think of me anymore. <laughs> old people's you know I mean? rights. It's like, it, uh, <laughs> if they don't like it, I don't care because I'm going to die soon. <laughs> so I can be more and more no. honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then you put it that way. We're talking to Ricky Gervais about being more and more honest. I guess you could call it more genuine or whatever you whatever you want. Uh, uh, was there a time when you said, holy crap, I'm being honest, and they're laughing, and they're, or they like it? Yeah. I think um, I'd always done that. I, I'd, I'd always dealt with taboo socially. I always said the wrong thing for comic effect to make people laugh or to make them gasp. Or, and, um, and it's harder when you do it publicly because when we joke about things with friends you can say awful things mm -hmm. and you don't have to say I don't really mean it because they know you're not <laughs> like that right. you know what I mean yeah. so yes. I've got to the point now where the public know I'm, I'm making fun of something as opposed to meaning it and uh, so it's taking me a long while to get there um, having said that there's a pushback against it in the, in the real world still and on social media where people still don't get irony. You know what? I think they do, but people want outrage. People look for it. And people think nowadays that if they say, I'm offended by that, we're meant to do something about it. And what you, what you say when someone says, I'm offended by that, is so what? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. You can yeah. always you can always turn it off or you know exactly, not deal exactly. with it. not exactly. deal with the person. Exactly right. The only valid form of censorship in art is your right not to listen, and you've always got that. You have the right to turn off your TV. You don't have the have the right to go next door and turn off your neighbor's TV, <laughs> and that's the point. We're in we're in such a time of political correctness. It's really hard to be to to stick to your your honesty with comedy now, right? Well, I think it's easier because you've got to ignore that. So actually, you can use that in your favor. And I, I, as an observational comedian, I try and put everything into my stand-up that's happening in the world, even my, uh, my critics, even the people that don't like it, even the misunderstandings over jokes, even the outrage that's faux or real. So it's, it, you know, it's like, you know, found art. <laughs> and sometimes I go looking for it. Sometimes I search on Twitter for the most stupid person in the world because um, a, 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 a stupid tweet from someone that is trying to hurt my feelings, mm. I can monetize that. I put that in the app. I've worked out like some of the worst tweets have made me thousands of pounds. <laughs> so, you know, you, 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 you take everything and you try and make the best of it. It's that thing, if life throws you lemons, you make lemonade. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I do with all this, this faux outrage, criticism, whatever, is I turn into something positive. Um, and, uh, and that's a privilege to be able to do that. Uh, I fell back in love with stand-up on my last tour because I suddenly realized what a privilege this is to have this platform and to be able to say what you want in the current climate. And uh, uh, I really appreciate people paying to see me saying awful things. So, <laughs> That's a hell of a gig, yeah. isn't it? I say terrible things and people laugh and they pay me more money. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I, I heard you do that. Uh, you did a, a joke or you, a comment about Caitlyn Jenner and you made a very good point. Look, I wasn't making fun. I was doing a joke about somebody. Right. 
Well, I, I think people said, because I made fun of Caitlyn Jenner, I was making fun of um, uh, transgender people. And I said, no, I'm, I'm making fun of this person's behaviour. She happens to be transgender. It has nothing, the joke has nothing to do with that. And that's where outrage and offence often um, takes place, is when people mistake the subject of a joke mm -hmm. with the actual target. And they're not necessarily the same thing. In fact, with irony, it can be the opposite. In irony, you say the wrong thing and the audiences laugh because they know what the right thing is. Yes. So, you know, it totally depends on the joke. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, I think, like you said earlier, a lot of people are on the edge of their seat. And if they hear anything that is even close to incorrect or, or uh, you know out of good taste yeah they jump on it they're not even thinking about what you said it's no, something that you exactly mentioned right. it, you, uh, and nowadays they don't even look at the argument they just look at who's saying it and they decide if they're on their side or not it's falling into two tribes yeah. and we're trying to always discredit the other side as mm. opposed to say well i don't agree with him on this but he's right on this People can't do that anymore. I remember I tweeted something about freedom of speech, a quote by Winston Churchill, and someone tweeted me, you know he's a white supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I said back, not in this tweet, he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to know, Ricky, the dog, is it coming back season two of Afterlife? Which starts in September. Is that Brad Blank? <laughs> yes, of course that's Brad Blank. <laughs> he, oh. he works here, Ricky. <laughs> Big lumbering land mammal, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended by that, Ricky. I'm very offended by that. Well, Ricky, you got to remember. So I brought you as an interview. I think I interviewed you for that bird cartoon movie, and I brought it to bird Scott. Cartoon. I brought it to Scott like in 2005, and Scott's like, "Who's this guy? I can't put an Australian and an Englishman sort of abusing each other on the radio." So you, I'm yeah. very proud that you've come a long ways, Ricky. <laughs> We've done about 20 interviews together. Um, to answer your question, yes, the dog is back. That Yay. dog will not die. I've said on Twitter, the dog will not die. <laughs> I love that dog. So, um, but Tony uh, almost yeah. died, right? Yeah, boy. Oh, I mean, you know, and maybe he's not out of the woods yet, you know? Uh, oh, boy. It, it, is a, it is also, you know, the, it's not about this, but one of the running themes is mental health and yeah. depression. Yeah, yeah. Trying to, and trying to get through life. And the big question that the first series asks, which will continue, is when you lose everything, is life worth living? And, and, and that's an ongoing struggle for a lot of people. Sure. So, uh, you know, and there are serious points. But um, I think the, the comedy's there because there's relationships. We, we live vicariously through him saying exactly what he wants because, as we just said, we all wish we could do that. Mm -hmm. um, and and we can't. But when you don't worry about the consequences, you can say you know funny things to get to to get you through. And it doesn't really help him, but it's fun to watch. Hopefully, yeah, Ricky yeah, yeah. Gervais, Afterlife on Netflix, second season, and, his, and, and the and big show, show at uh, the Garden yeah. at the Hulu Theater. At the so Garden. Ricky it goes on sale tomorrow for the New York City. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, my uh, my. Uh, 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 10 a.m., I think. Mm -hmm. We'll sorry, take care sorry. of that part for you. Yeah, Ricky. the Hulu oh, Theater yeah. we'll Super Nature the, Tour. We'll do the heavy lifting. You do, you do the offensive humor. We'll be fine. <laughs> Talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. You're the Thanks, best. Dude. See you, Ricky. Bye. Ricky Gervais. What do you call you, Brad? The long, lumbering... Land mammal. <laughs> So marry this guy. Yeah. This is an amazing. Hey, Ricky, you've got a woman here oh who would marry you after she gets a divorce yeah. from her husband. <laughs>
Like yeah, what? Bye. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> bye, Ricky. Bye. <laughs> 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 lumbering land mammal with me. <laughs>